Hi, I'm Deirdre Fitzpatrick, and this is the Dying to Ask podcast. Today, I'm sharing a personal hack that has proven to be kind of a game changer in my family over the last two years of the pandemic. And I have a couple of friends who I've shared this thing with, and they, um, a couple of them have said, you know, you should really do an episode about that. That's some good stuff. So I hope you like it. It's worked for us. So we're talking about our gratitude practice. And I know you hear about the power of gratitude all the time and the science behind it and how it changes lives, one grateful thing at a time. And the truth is, it is all true. So I started getting into gratitude. Well, I mean, I've always been grateful, but you know, like thinking about it probably about five years ago. And admittedly, it was when gratitude got super trendy. All the self-help peeps were talking about it and selling you on ways to do it, um, quite literally selling you on ways to do it, which is probably why I took notice of it, right? So then the Greater Good Science Center at UC Berkeley started truly studying the scientifically proven effects of gratitude and the impact that it can have on your health. And that's when I really kind of became fascinated by it. So what I really liked about their study was that they acknowledged that most of the early studies about gratitude, when all the self-help people were you know, talking about it ad nauseum, were really looking at people who already had pretty decent lives, who started being a little bit more grateful and practicing gratitude on a regular basis, and they had good success. But the truth is that they didn't have major issues to begin with, you know? So if you start from a decent spot, you can usually increase your happiness and improve your health relatively easy. But what the Greater Good Science Center started doing was they started studying people who weren't in a really good place. So what they did is they took 300 people who had sought out mental health help. So people who were already saying, I'm having some problems with depression and, and a lack of joy in general. And what they did is they had them write gratitude letters. And what was really interesting is that something kind of magical happened. What they discovered, and I'm totally dumbing this down. So if you're one of the scientists and you're like, you're missing all the points, Fitz, I'm trying to just kind of get through the highlights here. What they found was that the, the act of writing a letter to somebody had a huge and nearly immediate impact on mood. And that was true even if the letter didn't get put in the mail. Just writing down those thoughts of being grateful for something had some really good benefits. Now, for some people, they weren't incredibly immediate, but eventually they did tend to develop. So this study is so interesting. I'll link it in the show notes so you can actually read the real facts of what happened versus you know what I remember. But the bottom line is I got onto the gratitude bandwagon fast and I started doing it um, daily. So I even have it in my daily planner. So earlier this year, I did an episode where I talked about my morning routine and I mentioned that I actually start my day by writing out three things that I'm grateful for. So I have one of those old school plum planners and that's actually the name of it and it's there's an actual section you can design them online and there's a section that's at the top of every page i do a page a day where i have gratitude and there are three lines under gratitude so that you come up with three things it takes me all of a minute to fill out i do it while i'm drinking my coffee it's like one of the first things and i i love the habit so here i will randomly here i'm gonna grab the book and i'm gonna open up to a couple pages and i'll just tell you what i was grateful for now prepared to be underwhelmed. You're going to be like, really? That's it? But no, it really is. Okay. So here we go. January 22nd. It was a Monday. It's 2021. I had an incredible ski day yesterday. Great family night. We always do a Sunday night dinner and a late start because this was during the pandemic back when one of the morning shifts was actually, you came in and did the noon show 
which meant that you got to like sleep in a little bit, which was nice. So that's what I wrote down for the 22nd of January. So let me, okay, I'm going to randomly pick another page. All right, June, June 23rd. It's a Wednesday. Awesome shoot with rowers yesterday. Oh, I remember that. That was going out with the U.S. men's rowing team at um, UC Berkeley. How could that not be a good day, right? <laughs> I wrote down the kids had a fun day and were really happy and I had a beautiful swim. Well, that sounds like a great day. Okay. And then today. So today is December 7th that I'm recording and I purposely did not fill it out today. So here's what I'm going to write. Let me grab a pen. Okay. So I'm going to write down. Um, I got dismissed from jury duty yesterday. <laughs> okay, I know you're like, you should do your service. I've been a sworn juror seven times. Being dismissed early was kind of nice for a change. Um, I'm going to write down, I had a great day running the California National Marathon over the weekend. And I'm going to write down coffee because I needed it this morning and it was there. And I was really, really happy about that. So it can be just that easy. Three simple things. So if you want to start a gratitude practice, seriously, just Google gratitude and you will find all kinds of ways that people do this. So today, for example, I Googled gratitude and I found a Rolling Stone article and it had the headline, how to think about gratitude as a door opener. It was written by Chris Shembra and I'll link this one in the show notes as well. And this was a good one. Chris wrote about a question that he asked people or she, she, he or she, I don't know. Chris could be a boy or a girl. I'm not sure. Um, Shembra, <laughs> I'll go with the last name. Shembra wrote about um, a question that, that is asked in the interviews. And I loved this. And I'm definitely going to put this one into my rotation. So the question is, um, I'll just read to you from the article. A big part of my relationship with gratitude started around a simple question. I ask anybody who will listen. If you could give credit or thanks to one person in your life that you don't give enough credit or thanks to, who would that be? So isn't that a great question? So a new kind of door opener. I'm telling you, you can put gratitude into anything and it like improves things. Okay, so now back to what I'm really here to talk about today. During the pandemic, when the kids were home all the time and we were home all the time, our relationship as a family absolutely changed a lot, no doubt about it. So I thought, I know, I love the gratitude practice. I'm going to get everybody in the family into the gratitude practice. Mm. Yeah, heart sell at times. I have boys, they're 12 and 16, and um, they, they were not on board. <laughs> they really were. They were like, oh, really? Come on, come on. So I tried to meet them halfway. What I did is I gamified gratitude. Think about it. I turned it into a competitive sport. Because if you have boys and you can somehow turn it into a sport and a competition, then you're on to something. And it worked. And it will probably be the thing that my kids remember. Definitely my younger son will remember it um, as being the thing he did in the pandemic. And I hope that someday when he's my age, well, A, that I'm still around to see this, but that I hope that it's something that he brings to his family as well. So here's how it works in our family. It's rapid fire. It's your top three. And you rotate between the people in the car. So the person who starts this says something like, all right, let's do gratitude. I am grateful for mac and cheese that stays hot in my thermos. Go. And then you just rotate around the car. So it's, it's rapid fire. So you got to come up with something. There's total pressure. And then parent hack, always start with something totally stupid. Like, um, you know, um, oh my gosh, I'm grateful that I found both shoes today. Go start with something really dumb and then save the good personal teachable moment for thing two or three. 
just trust me on this. It always ends up better. So what I have noticed, and hopefully you will as well, is that a few things will happen. Your kids will come up with something instantly. They will surprise you by what is meaningful to them, and you will feel the mood of the car change. It's impossible for it to not happen. I have broken up fights by playing gratitude. <laughs> I have broken up awkward silence because the kids were scrolling TikTok by doing the gratitude game. And I've also learned some really telling things about my kids and how they were feeling in the pandemic because we did this. So my guest today is my younger son. He is 12. He's home from school today with a cold, which, you know, never would have happened pre-pandemic, but it's 2021, so if you got the sniffles, you stay home. And if I'm to be honest, I'm kind of grateful to have his company at the house today. It's kind of nice when it's just the two of us sometimes. So I'm going to apologize in advance for anything you hear. Giving my kid an open mic is hands down probably going to be the worst thing that I do, <laughs> but it could also be kind of magical. And I'm kind of curious to see what he says. So we are gamifying gratitude on this week's Dying to Ask. I'm Deirdre Fitzpatrick, and I've been anchoring morning news for more than 20 years. I thought I had seen and covered it all. Then came coronavirus, a pandemic, anchoring in my living room, homeschooling my kids, and all the things that come with COVID, including a vaccine. It was supposed to get us all back on track and living our best Instagrammable lives. Best lives-ish. The reality is we're still untangling what life looks like in a world post-pandemic. A lot of people describe a sense of never-ending overwhelm and anxiety. Is that just what life is like now? Or are there ways we can get back to living in the now? And this season of the Dying Desk podcast is asking how we can hit the restart and start living again. This episode is about something we call the gratitude game that we've been playing since, well, I'll just ask you questions. Let's see if, if how much of an impact this has made in your life. Do you remember when we started doing gratitude? Um, I think you had gotten off doing a podcast and the following day you got to take me to school and it was just me and you and I believe you just brought it up saying, hey, blah, 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 or so-and-so. Blah, blah, blah is pretty much what you hear all the time when I'm talking, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, and anyways... You say she does blah, she does blah, 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 um, every single day. I think it was, was it like, she like writes things down yeah. at the end of the yeah. day? Yeah, I, t I told you about like writing things down. And do you remember what your thought was as I brought this idea up? You can be honest. Do you think it was silly? Ridiculous? I think at this point, uh, I lost you. And I was kind of just saying, oh, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm, yeah. You just figured it was easier to go along than to put up a fight. I mean, it didn't sound like it can be anything bad, so I kind of went with it. it. Turned out to be a pretty good thing. It's a pretty good thing. I like it. Okay, so for people who have never done our gratitude game, because we kind of turned it into a game, explain how it works. So basically, you alternate people. It doesn't matter how many people you have. You can It can just be you. And you just say three things that you're grateful for. So... I'll say something, she'll say something, I'll say something, she'll say, etc. until we both get to three. And it has to be pretty fast, right? So it has to be like just it things that pop to your mind. It has to be pretty basic things, one to two sentences, maybe. Okay, so should we go through it? Sure. 
Oh, no, you can start. Oh, you Ladies want me first. To start. Okay. I'm grateful that when I asked you if you would do this podcast that you said, sure. Once again, not really sure if I had a choice. Uh, I am grateful that you invited me to do the podcast. Nice. I'm grateful that when you are home sick from school, that you actually have a really good attitude about it. You are not a grumpy sick person. Hmm. You're actually kind of cute. I know I am. And modest. Yes. Yes. Okay, you're up. Well, uh, I'm glad I'm homesick because it makes school not school. Uh, You're still doing school at home. Okay, and then last one. I'm grateful that a friend of mine gave me the idea of doing this as a podcast because I think it's actually been pretty cool. I'm grateful that I got to hang out with my dog all day, as much of a pain as she's been. That's great. See, so you came up with three pretty quickly. Okay, so when we started doing this little gratitude game and kind of gamifying it, what did you notice? Like, when you started doing it on a regular basis, what did you like about it? It became more of a habit, and what I liked about it is that a lot of the times it it could be the same thing, but normally two out of the three have changed. Um, another thing I like about it is since it's in the morning, you can't really say things about your day, so it's more broad and about your life, so it's quicker. And so a little bit reflective, because most of the time, at least I do, I think of things that usually that happen the day before that I woke up kind of thinking about and having a good, positive feeling about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So does it change your day, do you think? Um, did you just do that into your... No, I was just sweatshirt? like... Okay, that was gross. Anyway... Well, I was trying to, like, try to mask this, this sound. Yeah, okay, we got okay. it. Anyways. Okay. What, wait, what was your question? <laughs> <laughs> so the question was, when we started doing gratitude kind of on the daily, do kids say that anymore? On the daily or just the entire sentence? Any of it. Any of it? No, they don't do that. Yes, they do. All words that are separate, they can be used in sentences. Okay, but they don't really use it the way I just use it. On the daily, yeah. When we started doing it on a regular basis, what did you notice happened for you? Um, It kind of made the mornings brighter um, and happier, because I'm sure she never tells you this. I guess you're not not there in the mornings, but um, it's not the brightest for, I'm sure, many families. Yeah, because what are mornings usually like when people are going to school? You're like running Tired. late. Yeah, I mean, they're, <laughs> they're crazy because you got so much stuff to do. So when you took a second in the car and you just started trying to think of things you were grateful for, did you feel different walking into school? Yeah, you're more or less thinking of the positive things in your life rather than the negative things of the morning. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Okay, so you and I started doing it and we got like great instant results what happened when we tried to get your brother and your dad into the picture as well dad tried as hard his brother was pretty lazy (laughs) (laughs) they didn't jump on it quite as much but but it's hard for people to turn down the opportunity of doing the game right because you sound pretty bad if you say no i'm not going to tell you things i'm grateful for so they do they did kind of reluctantly get into it and then i think it started to have some good positive effects for them too yeah, I think it led to more of, how do I say this, um, them realizing happier things in their lives and getting off the topic, because it, it's like my brother, 
he he cannot get out of bed in the morning. So my dad has to go up and wake him up. So they're not on the best terms right at the start of the day. A little you, stressful. You get you get out of that. I do get out of that by going to work. You are correct on that. I'm reminded of that too. Yeah, but really- so you're saying it kind of like refocuses people and gets them on the same page and kind of feeling positive. Yeah, and it takes their mind, like I said, off mm-hmm. all the bad things. I love that. Do you? Why do you think people these days aren't as grateful as they should be? Like, why? Why don't people do this? Do you think? Well, you must be re- living under Patrick's rock. Um, You'll never believe it. There's a uh, global pandemic going on right now. So people can't go talk unless it's on the phone. Mm-hmm. And when I'm sick, I don't know what it is. I think it's the blue light. It is killing me. I cannot go on a screen. It's basically me practicing piano, watching some of something, and checking Google Classroom. And then I got to go do something else. Are, wait, is, are you answering my question or are you just... <laughs> riffing on your day right now. Well, it like, well, let's be honest, both. Okay, all right. So the question was, <laughs> to so what's, what's the question? Listens to me in this house. The question was, why do you think, as just people in general, we are not more grateful? Because when we do take a minute to say things we're grateful for, we feel really good. But why do you think we have to remind each other to be grateful? Uh, Alexa, I mean, mom, can you repeat that? Mm-hmm. Actually. Why is it hard for people to be grateful? Um, I think it's just not as positive for people when they can't come. It's only over phones and, like, screens and those types of things. And then they have to, like, look at the blue light, which, like, makes you tired and hurts your eyes. So you mean just the way we're living these days so, like, makes it harder to take yeah, a minute to do that? When your eyes hurt, you're going to focus more on your eyes and your conversation. Okay. So you don't get to like, take the good movements from other people. And since you can't see them in real life, there's no, like, activities you can do. Like, even going out and on, like, a social distance walk might help. Yeah. Okay, so what you're saying is that when we're together more and we interact in a different and more meaningful way, we tend to have a better reaction. Yes. That, I mean, I'm paraphrasing. I think. I, I, I completely ignored you there. I'm not even okay. going to lie. So for us, the gratitude game has been somewhat of a game changer. Yes? True. True. Okay. So what would be your challenge then for other families to give it a try? Squirrel. Okay. Come on. Okay. <laughs> um, well, my first challenge, don't hit squirrels when driving. My second challenge Try every morning or evening or just a dinner or just any spare time you have with the majority of your family. Try doing the gratitude challenge. Say, we're only requiring you, yes, you are required, to only do one thing. I would encourage you to do three, though. Or more. You want to be an overachiever? Go ahead. Be an overachiever. But we found that three is, is a pretty good start and that it really can make people feel a little bit better in the moment mm-hmm. yeah all right all right well thank you for joining me today you're very much so welcome oh thank you thanks for being my first in-person live guest in quite a while i appreciate it yes 
I would love to hear how it goes if you do the gratitude game. And if you want to uh, let me know in the show notes, that would be awesome. If you go to wherever you're listening to this podcast right now, leave a rating, a review, and write in the comments there something either that you're grateful for or what happened when you tried the gratitude game with maybe your kids. You can also do with adults too, but it's really, really good with kids. If you have a minute to leave a rating or review for the show, I sure would appreciate it. It's the fastest way that we grow the Dying Desk podcast. And next week, my friend Edie Lambert's going to be back on the show. She'll have some ways to hack the holidays. Holiday hacking with Edie Lambert, kind of like a Hallmark movie in the making. What could go wrong there? And we'll also be including some of the holiday hacks that you shared with us on social media. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Dying Desk.